Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Aristotle. The name of this piece is The Beginning. Mighty Mouse cartoons changed the way I saw the world. For the first time, I realized not everyone was like me or had the kind of life I did. Some people had a much harder time and needed Mighty Mouse's help. I identified with him immediately and wanted my life to be just like his, helping people just in the nick of time. I couldn't see any immediate way that would happen, but that instinct was strong and stayed with me. In high school, when I began to take an interest in boys, I soon found out not all were suitable for my affections. I heard, he's not our kind of people, or you're just not allowed to date him with no other explanation. I began to take a closer look at the boys I liked and saw that some had only one parent, lived in what was termed the wrong side of town, or had a bad reputation, which automatically ruled them out. This judgment seemed wrong, namely because those people weren't even given a chance to make a case, much less an appearance. I felt Mighty Mouse hovering in the background, nudging me to take action, although I couldn't see a way to change these circumstances. Not long after that, when I was around 15, the Secretary of State was invited to a cocktail party at our house, just before he was to make a speech at the Redstone Arsenal, an important Southern Army base. Men from the Arsenal and a group of local businessmen had enticed Warner von Braun to move to my hometown, where he later invented the Saturn rocket that took us to the moon. My daddy had been instrumental in this endeavor and was honored to be having the secretary in his home, however briefly. My mother had outdone herself in the food and decor departments, and our home was filled with excited guests. She had gone to great lengths to make sure everything was perfect, and it showed. My job was answering the door. I noticed a man in a nice suit coming up the walk, followed by another man in an army uniform, all decked out with medals. One man was white, one was black. Right then, my mother happened to pass by the door, notice these two gentlemen and say, run out and tell that man to go around to the back door. There was no question about which man she meant. Astounded, both by her comment and my own immediate recoil, which had me hanging with my mouth open, I was silent. She followed that up with, I don't want anybody to see him coming in the front door. Finally, finding my voice, I said words I thought I would never say to my mother. You go take care of your guest. I'll handle this. She was, no doubt, astounded herself by my words and my tone, but she did leave the front foyer. I welcomed these men into our home, pointed them to the bar and my daddy, and took myself upstairs to take a moment to process this encounter. 
I could not for the life of me imagine why my reaction to my mother's comments affected me in the way they did. I had never considered my place in society before, mostly because, well, we never talked about anything like this. That was part of the Southern way. Under no circumstances were we to create a situation that made anybody uncomfortable. That was why we had so many rules about how to be. If you followed the rules, your life was guaranteed to be smooth and comfortable. Everyone knew this. Everyone obeyed. At least, that's what I thought. The idea that someone should have to come in the back door because of the color of his skin was unfathomable to me. He was a guest in our home. Why should he do that? True, the maid and the gardener came in the back door, but it was the closest door to the garage where we parked after we picked them up for work. What did this all mean exactly? Well, I wasn't sure about that either, but I knew something in me had shifted and I wouldn't be able to go back to where I had been. I suddenly realized that people were judged not by who they were, but by their circumstances and, even more importantly, sometimes by their skin color. This disturbed my entire worldview, and I had the realization that how the world had been presented to me was not all there was to it. I was unnerved and also sure there was nobody I could talk to about this, so I put it away in that part of my mind occupied by things that had no explanation, and decided to come back to it later. That day, I felt something I'd never felt before, a rightness and wrongness that could not be denied. This was not something I'd been taught. This was a part of me. That experience was the beginning of a lifetime of seeking answers that satisfied my sense of who I am and who I want to be. I have no grandiose notions about saving anybody, but I still have a strong affinity for Mighty Mouse. I've learned to pay attention to what feels off to me and follow my feelings rather than my rules. I love people, and I try to look for their best parts and bring that out. And still, that incident of discovering how different life really was from what I had been taught lingers. It shook me up, and rightly so. It was the gift of knowing deep inside what is right and what is not. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining too. Don't forget to subscribe and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well... I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.